I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. And I am extremely excited about today's conversation. I have been really feeling the Lord's heart of compassion and that this next 30 minutes is going to be life-changing for you as you listen to my very special guest who is back on the show with me, joining me for today's conversation. He's an international prophet, traveled the world, shared the heart of God through the prophetic mantle that's on his life to countless millions of people. He's the founder of Father Heart Ministries. It is my absolute joy and honor to welcome back onto the show with me today, David Wagner. David, welcome. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for having me back and so excited to be with you and see what uh, Jesus wants to do today. Oh, it's so good to have you on. David, I wanted to start by asking you, I know obviously you've traveled the world and you have seen countless miracles happen as the Lord has given you his heart, his revelation for people, particularly I wanted to ask you, will you share with us just one of like your favorite stories that you remember of, of one of those miraculous <clears throat> moments? Yeah, so this is this is a wild one. So um, I'll give you a backstory and then how this miracle fulfilled the word that I received. So I was young in the Lord. I really didn't know that I was a prophet. I was in a grocery store in Pensacola, Florida, here in America, and uh, I had just been saved for about a year. I had just moved to Pensacola within a few weeks. I'm in the grocery store. I'm just trying to figure out what kind of ramen noodles I wanted. And uh, a young man came up to me and said, hey, boy, what are you called to do? And uh, I said, I think I'm a pastor. He said, no, 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 no. I guarantee you're not a pastor. You're a prophet. God's going to take you around the world preaching the gospel wherever you go. Lives be touched and changed. I heard that word before. And then he, he paused. He spoke in tongues for a minute and said, not guarantee, boy, God's going to use you to raise the dead. And so it, it freaked me out. And so I asked the Lord, like, mm-hmm. how could that happen? He said, you'll never see anybody raised for the de- from the dead unless you pray for dead people. And so I started going to the morgues uh, of, of the hospitals in Pensacola. I uh, prayed for a couple hundred uh, dead people and nothing happened. And then I got caught. And so I got actually warned to trespass from the hospitals. I went to the funeral homes and prayed for, uh, got in the liner for the wakes and the visitations, the viewings, prayed for a couple hundred people there until they realized that I couldn't know everything every dead person. And so they, they warned me there to, to that they would trespass me if I kept coming back. And so um, I, I also know as I had this word from the Lord and it wasn't a matter of if it was going to happen, it was just when it was going to happen. And so in 2007, February of 2007, I was invited to Uganda uh, to be a part of a team. And, and so we went out and uh, we were in, brought out to this cow pasture of about 40,000 people, uh, about three and a half hours outside of, uh, of Kampala. And um, that night, we just, well, there was this girl that she was there from a little town in Alabama here. And uh, she said, uh, 
Brother Dave, what are you believing to see? And I gave her a, a totally preacher answer. I'm believing for uh, souls to be saved and uh, lives to be changed and people to come to know Jesus. And she said, well, that's great, Brother Dave, but do you know what I, I'm believing for? And I said, no, what are you believing for, Christy? And she said, I'm believing to see what has never been seen before. And something left on the inside of me <clears throat> because I wanted faith like that. I wanted the faith of this 18-year-old girl who just saved up for you know, throughout her whole high school career just enough money to go on this missions trip. And so we get out there, and immediately she does what we tell her not to do. She disappears into a sea of people. She finds this mama holding a baby, and the baby is severely deformed, blind in one eye, just white. Uh, the right eye was completely empty in the socket. There was no eye there. Um, the nose was non-existent, just two holes, had cleft palate and lip, um, was completely deaf and blind and never spoke, didn't walk. He was about uh, about four, month, uh, four years old. And we watched that day as this little girl prayed for this little baby. And the Lord healed the, the white eye, created a pupil, and then created a whole new eye right in front of our eyes. Um, wow. the, next, the next day she prayed uh, again for this baby, and the Lord opened up the baby's ears. He started responding to sound. The third day, God completely healed every deformity, grew the nose, uh, <clears throat> uh, changed the palate like you couldn't recognize him. Uh, the fourth day, he spoke Yesu, uh, Jesus in his native language, and it just caused this eruption of, of miracles to happen. Now, I was with traditional pastors at the time, a Methodist and a Baptist, and uh, God overrode everybody's theology even my own, because I believe that God will do things that have never been written in the theologies of men. They're in the Bible. They're who Jesus is, but we've just never seen them. And I think sometimes we have this fear of being disappointed, so we don't ask. But that childlike faith of a little girl just spawned this, this series of miracles. And, and so on the last day, uh, a woman came and she was carrying a baby. His, her, her baby uh, uh, was stricken with malaria and uh, she walked from the Congo border to where we were, heard that we had a clinic by day. And so obviously when she got there, the clinic was closed. We we're in the middle of the night uh, outreach and uh, she's carrying this dead baby uh, or carrying this baby. But six hours before she got to where we were, the, the baby had died in her arms and uh, she made up her mind. I won't be denied. And she kept walking for six hours in the hot Africa sun, carrying this dead four year old baby or so. Uh, and, uh, you know, flesh began to to rot flies, buzzards. You can imagine the smell. Um, the baby went completely rigor mortis. She got to the platform. Security tried to hold her back because they didn't know what to do. Uh, she started taking the baby's feet and started beating uh, them out of the way, so to speak. Came up on the platform, laid, laid the baby uh, at my feet, the feet of uh, myself and this Methodist pastor and this Baptist pastor. And uh, she said, my baby's dead. What is your God going to do about it? And um, all of a sudden, I can tell you this, that I just heard the Lord whisper. The, re last, the rest of the times were just practice, but this is the moment I told you about. And so uh, we just asked his name, said his name was Samuel. So we said, Samuel, we call your spirit back in your body. You'll live and not die. You'll prophesy, declare the word of the Lord. And over about three minutes, we watched his body go from rigor mortis to limp. We watched uh, even where flesh had kind of just began to just fade or rot off, grow back. All of a sudden, the color came back into him. And after about three to five minutes, he lets out uh, a cough and a, and, uh, and a cry, and he sits up. 
A little while later, they gave him some water and matoki, uh, some crushed up plantains. Uh, and then uh, at the night meeting, that little boy was playing soccer behind the platform because our God is the God who keeps his promises and raises the dead. And so uh, I just feel, I know it's the most radical testimony or one of the most radical testimonies that I have, but God is the God who raises the dead. It's what sets him apart from any other thing on the face of the planet. When we think that things are over, God says new beginning. He watches over his word day and night, and he's careful to perform it. And I feel like there's some people watching right now. You had these wild and rat what you thought were radical words, but it's not radical. It's just normal. And God is about to do the extreme and the extraordinary for his people. And I feel like even that, some of you are saying, I can't even believe for that. I can't even believe just to get out of quarantine. But I felt like the Lord was breaking through into people's lives and houses in this moment. And faith is beginning to rise. I feel like connected to prophecy in this season is the gift of faith and healing, the ability to believe for what God is believing for. It's not just faith in the Son of God. It's the faith of the Son of God that rises up on the inside of us. And I felt like this word that God was declaring over you, over me, over all of us, no more death by disappointment. And I feel like so many people right now are in a season of disappointment, but God is going to bring us from disappointment to divine appointment. Some of you feel like you're just weary in the waiting. And I felt like the Lord spoke to me a few weeks ago. He said, David, you're not waiting on me. You get to wait with me. And I'm more excited and, and, and have greater anticipation for your promises coming to pass than you do, because I've been waiting for all of eternity for you to step into the moment of your promise. And so some of you right now, you're not, you're going to, God's flipping the script, sort of speak, and you're about to go from waiting on God to waiting with him. And that weariness is about to lift off of you. So some of you right now, you're believing for the, you're believing for what some would call the ridiculous. Some would call just the, the radical. And God is about to bring you into a new season of normal. I feel like the Lord's breaking yeah. chains of captivity and he's bringing us into a Psalm 126 season where we, we, we said, we remember when the Lord brought back, brought us back from captivity and we began to sing a new song and dream another dream. We were like those who dreamed. And we said, the Lord has been good to us. And I feel like that's going to be the declaration of many people watching all over the world today. And so I believe this. If God could raise a four-year-old baby that was dead for six hours, God could raise that, that dream on the inside of you. He can bring healing to your body, to your family, to your marriage, to your finances, to your situation and circumstances in Jesus' name. Oh my goodness, the power that's flooding out of your words, David, as you're speaking. Oh my goodness, I could feel the uh, the faith, the supernatural faith of Jesus, like you said then, just rising, pouring out of you and freshly igniting in the family watching all around the world. And I also felt strongly in my spirit, David, what you said, there's this, there's this, I've been feeling it too, there's this shift happening, isn't there, where, where, where Jesus is bringing us by his grace into a moment where we are literally taking him at his word. 
where we are 100% believing him for the impossible. It's beyond belief. It's knowing, just knowing that we're going to see those miracles happen because the very, very resurrection spirit of Jesus is actually present within us and pouring out of us, you know, and that that life, literally resurrection life is touching that situation that we're praying for or we're speaking into, speaking over. And, and I could feel that shift happening when you were speaking then, when you were prophesying. And I felt like literally right now, family, this is your divine moment for a miracle right now for this shift in your faith level to just begin to rise up inside of you, to be able to receive in all of the promises of God. And my goodness, what an incredible testimony. What an incredible testimony, David. How big is our God? I mean, the, the miracles that you've seen, your your faith must be absolute because, because of what you've seen Jesus do in utterly impossible circumstances, like with that beautiful little baby boy, you know, the young boy that died, you know, and then was completely brought back to life and, and healed. Oh, just amazing. I believe we're in a time, David, where we're going to see the gospel literally manifesting like this, the undiluted supernatural gospel of grace be our normal Christian experience, like the early church knew, you know, is coming back as our normal Christian experience. Yeah, there, there's something about being fully persuaded. Yeah, fully persuaded. Now, I could tell mm -hmm. you that I've seen uh, you know, I, I, well, I shared part of the story. I prayed for hundreds of people and nothing happened. And then I saw it once. And here's the beautiful thing. Nobody can tell me again that it can't happen because I've seen right. it once. And to right. be, you know, just particularly transparent and honest, you know, I've only seen it two times out of the hundreds or a thousand people I've prayed for to be raised from the dead. But because I've seen it twice, I saw it once, I saw it twice. I believe for it every time because I know what's possible in my lifetime. And I just believe that there's coming a day where it's going to be so normal. If we could actually pursue mm -hmm. love, if we just pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, not pursue right. gifts and desire love, but actually pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, I believe that would put us on a collision course to see every prophetic word we give come to pass. Everybody we prayed for, for healing, get healed because we have no other motive than we love yeah. God and we love people. And I think that's where the heart of God is speaking and leading us into. Um, and so there's some people right now, they're on that yeah. place of discouragement and disappointment because they haven't seen it or they've only seen it a few times. If you can see it once, I'm telling you right now, you can begin to dream with God and begin to build your faith to see it again and again and again. Because we know it's not us. It's the power that works through in us. The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is living on the inside of us. And yeah. he loves being in us, but he also wants out. He also wants to be out flowing through us. And and so yeah. uh, we could talk for hours and hours just on this. I know we oh. have to move on, but I want oh, to jump no. in. Yeah, no, no, I agree, David. I think it's huge what you've just said. Um, everything being motivated by love love for Jesus. It simplifies life, doesn't it? And releases the power of who he is through our life. We become a more pure message where there is no ulterior motive other than to move his heart with the thoughts and intentions of our own and to express his heart as he moves through us as compassion. And I love that. You know, we see it in the life of Jesus, don't we? He was moved in the scriptures. He was moved by compassion and fed the multitudes. He was moved by compassion. You know, and the miracles happened. And I think that's a 
I see that, you know, a big part of what Jesus is doing right now. He's helping us to just become an expression of love and simplify back to our pure relationship with him is the most important thing in our life. It's not about us. It's not about us. And I love what you said, like he wants to be, to get out. He's within us, right? Christ is within us and he just wants out, <laughs> not to leave us, but to, to shine through us as we just yield to him. We just let him speak through our lives and hug people through our arms and, you know, just bring compassion and truth and power through us everywhere we go is his body which is what you do you know that's what you are a man that's just I know you're very humble and you probably wouldn't say this about yourself but it's so true you you are so safe to be around because you're so full of love and the you can feel it in you the posture of your heart is you're you're just gazing at Jesus you just want to release what he's saying you know what he wants to do in that moment and it's just it's it's the way we should be. It's the way where we're created to be, right? To, to, and we have the privilege of being able to flow with him in that heart-to-heart union and then just express whatever it is that he wants to release from our lives. It's the greatest privilege of all, isn't it? It's just an, it's amazing. It's amazing. I before, before I ask you the next question, David, that I have on my heart, I wanted to take a moment because I feel his presence so strongly I would love it. And I know there'll be loads of the family watching around the world who would love to be prayed for by you, you know, for those impossible situations that people are facing right now because of the faith you have and the power that moves through your life. Would I, can I ask you to do that? Amen. You yeah. know, the whole time we've been talking, Liz, and you you, you brought up compassion and mm-hmm. even the, the scriptures of Jesus and compassion. It says whenever Jesus was, well, when Jesus was moved with great compassion, all got healed and all oppressed of the enemy went free. It wasn't some, it wasn't a few, but it was all, which tells me that miracle or that mercy is one of the greatest forces or power, you know, a part of the releasing of the power of God than ever before. And as we've been talking and sharing, I've just felt this phrase, when, when the Lord looks at you, when the Lord looks at me, when he looks at us, he has mercy on his mind. And I feel like the Lord is about to release miracles of mercy. And I just feel the mercy of God going out through this broadcast. I feel like there are people that have been bound in condemnation. They've been bound in shame and they kind of hide in the shadows. And especially in the last year, like the isolation has just amplified that. And they almost feel like they're chained in a corner and surrounded by uh, just surrounded by barking dogs and, and lions But the Lord is about to shut the mouth of lions again. He's about to shut the mouth of barking dogs. He's about to silence the mouth uh, and the voice of the accuser. And he's about to cause chains to fall off. And I believe that the Lord is about to bring many people out of isolation into that place of the arms of Jesus, into that place of the family of God. And I just felt like, uh, I just feel like the Lord is is running towards some people today and i feel like there's some people who feel like you've come to the end but god is writing a comma inserting a comma saying you're not at the end you're actually at a new beginning when the enemy said it's over god says i'm bringing you to a new beginning when you feel like you've come to your end god is bringing you into the place of of a new beginning in him and i just feel like there are some even on the place where you're struggling with the spirit of suicide, like you're wrestling with it, 
over and over and over again and you know how to fight it and you're you're doing everything you can but it feels like you're going weaker and weaker and you're being bombarded and tormented on a daily basis and i break that spirit off of you in the power of the name of jesus i declare that god put a he took the crown of thorns jesus took the crown of thorns upon his head for your sound mind and i just feel like this that many of you right now are about to feel the miracle working power of god in your mind and in your thinking he's given you the mind of christ to think like heaven, to think like him, to know his thoughts. And I just feel like in a year of fear, God is now bringing you to a hope and to a future. I believe this, that he knows the plans that he has for you, says the Lord, to give you a hope and a future. And I feel like there's somebody here, you go by the nickname Susie, like your full name would be Susan, but you go by Susie. And I just feel like Susie, that the Lord is coming to wrap his arms around you. You're about to feel the embrace of God. And I feel like that you, Susie, were in the missions field for many years. And it felt, I feel like that maybe your family seemed like it fell apart. And so you kind of, you did what you needed to do to, to bring healing to the family. And you feel like somehow you vacated the call of God. And I felt like the Lord said, no, you fulfilled actually the greatest call of God which is to your family. But the Lord says that I'm bringing wholeness to your family so that you can all go again. And I, I saw the Lord relighting a fire in your husband's heart and in your children's heart to go back. And I saw like your family, like arrows being uh, launched and circumnavigating the globe and where you felt like you were held back. I saw uh, a bow and arrow and the, the archer pulling the bow back to his eye. You weren't being held back. You were being drawn back to the eye of the Lord. And I just feel like right now the Lord's getting ready to launch you. And in this next uh, 12 to 18 months, the Lord's going to do such a healing work and wonder in you. It's going to completely and radically change your life. I, I feel like there's a young, uh, you're, there's a young man here named Stephen and Stephen, you are, are on the fence. Like it's like you keep, uh, it's like you keep coming back for more, but, it's almost like there's this war in your brain and you feel like it's a theological war, but really I feel like it's an intellectual war. Uh, and I felt like the Lord's about to bring you peace because Jesus is the smartest person I ever met, but he's also the most faithful person I met. And so there's not a tug of war. There's actually completion of the two. I feel like you've been highly educated. Like you could have gone to Oxford or to Harvard or some of those Ivy league type schools and the Lord's given you an engineering mind and you kind of get beat up within yourself and even sometimes in the faith community because, um, you know, you're very rational and intellectual. But I feel like the Lord's about to stir up gifts of revelation on the inside of you, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. And he's going to prove himself to you, not because he has to, but because he wants you uh, and he wants to. And I just feel like that you're about to feel the Lord just enveloping you and actually qualifying both what, what you what you dream about and what you, you rationalize about, but also I feel like faith overriding it all. It's almost like I saw this, this waterfall of faith, kind of fountain of faith just coming up over you and in you. I feel like there's a mama watching and you have raised your you've raised your kids in the house of God. I feel like there's you're a single mom you, and you've raised your kids in the house of God and one's kind of gone off into, uh, into intellectualism. One's gone off into drugs and, and alcohol. Even I felt like with opioids and, uh, and then there's one that's kind of just uh, in a place of just back and forth, back and forth. And, and it feels like rebellion and you don't know what to do because you've done everything right. 
And I, I feel this word from my own life that you can't outrun. They cannot out, outrun mama's prayers. And I feel like the Lord is about to surround them and lasso them in. And I feel like the Lord's about to bring his perfect peace. And I feel like the Lord, especially with the one that's addicted to the opioids, uh, that one, that son is about to have an encounter with the Lord Jesus. And God's about to make him a mighty evangelist. The one that has been in the intellectualism kind of side of things and the humanism side of things. I, I felt like the Lord said that he's stirring up the, in that one. I feel like she's a girl. Uh, I felt like the Lord said inside of her is this drive for for justice. There's like a strong justice meter in her. And so she's kind of moved in the activism, but the Lord is changing her uh, that calling from activism to deliverance. And I just feel like she's about to have an encounter with the power of God because there's no true justice outside of Jesus. And the one that's at home and just doesn't know what to do and seems rebellion, there's a prophetic gift and call. That's why the question, that's why the uh, even the identity issues going on. And the Lord is about to release an awakening into that one. And you're about to watch that one just almost like you're going to watch a different mindset and even different speaking. And I just feel where your heart is broken to bits. The Lord's about to, 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 to create a beautiful story out of that. I, I feel like somebody watching that is um, uh, it's like you've been given a diagnosis of Lou Gehrig's disease and you're just in the beginning part of that. And they've told you all the worst of the worst and how you just you're going to you know, lose your body functions and not be able to move. And then you're going to lose your speech. And then it's going to be all of those things. I break the lie of the enemy. And I just know this, that I saw the Lord healing cells within cells today. And the Lord is removing fear from the equation. I feel like there's multiple people watching today and you're waiting for the pathology report. You're waiting for the biopsy report. You're waiting for uh, what the scans are showing. And I feel like right now the Lord is about to release. He's going to call the attack of the enemy null and void. And I just feel somehow really strong today that multiple people who watch this, whether the first showing or they go back again and again and again, God is about to heal cells within cells. And I feel like there's about to be many testimonies of the miracle power of God. Here's what God is doing right now. Psalm 107.20 says that he sent his word and healed their diseases. He sent the word on ahead of them. It doesn't matter if we're in the same room or not. There's no distance in the spirit. It doesn't matter if you can get to a meeting or not. No distance in the spirit. Same Holy Spirit on me right now is the same Holy Spirit on you and within you right now. And I just feel like some of you right now are about to feel a fresh fire really hit your bones in Jesus' name. And then I feel like there's some people that have been continually misunderstood, like the church doesn't know what to do with you. Family doesn't know what to do with you. People have told you you're crazy. They said you, you're schizophrenic. You're hearing voices, all of those things. I prophesy to you right now, you're not crazy. You're just prophetic. And the Lord is calling Every curse spoken against the call of God on your life and the identity in your life is breaking all of that off of you. And I feel like there's about to become such a clarity on the inside of you uh, that, that is going to be awakened. I, I feel like this. The Lord is healing trust. I feel like there's some people right now, you just feel like you can't trust anything or anyone. It's almost like there's this conspiracy thing going on in your mind. And the Lord is bringing you to a season of great clarity and he's healing your trust, healing your trust, even the trust of the Lord. And I feel like some, even right now, again, I'm going to go back to the condemnation thing, that some of you have this hard time, like you're actually, you blame God for the death of, of people, or you're like, God, are you really good? All of those things. And now you feel condemnation because you thought those things. 
I'll tell you something, the Lord is greater than your emotion, greater than your thoughts, and he loves you anyway. There's nothing you can do to make him love you any less. And I just feel like his heart coming and saying, it's all right, I can handle it. I can handle it. And he's loving you to life. And I feel like some of you, somebody's giving a, get, be, being given a key right now. And that key's called forgiveness. And it's about forgiving yourself and forgiving the Lord. And if you'll just walk through that, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but if you'll walk through that, I feel like you're about to walk through an open door. I just saw Revelation 4, verse 1. And uh, behold, there uh, before me stood a door open in heaven. And I heard the voice of one crying out, come up here. And so I feel like there's this invitation for those of you watching to come up here to get a different perspective, a, a God's eye view, to view things from the heart of God, to see things through the lens of love and to hear from the heart in this season. I feel a great move of redemption taking place today where God is, where Jesus, the Redeemer, is walking into your life, circumstances and situations, and he's even redeeming the time in Jesus name in Jesus wow wow amen amen do you know all the time that you were prophesying and speaking from the heart of God then David I saw the crown of thorns um, and I saw a crown on on each one of our heads and I saw the blood of Jesus running down from the crown of thorns and what Jesus was showing me was that he was transforming our ability, many of you, many of us all over the world, our ability to think right. So literally, we would start to have the mind of Christ regarding every situation that we face in life, regarding how he sees us, how he views the world. He's shifting us back into being able to be in agreement with how he sees every situation. And so bringing us into a deeper place of rest and restoration. Oh, it's just so powerful, David. Thank you. Thank you so much for all that you've just poured out. And I have 100% faith that we are going to have a lot of testimonies from today's show. <laughs> so from, for, as we finish now, I just encourage you, you know, when you have 30 minutes spare, just re-listen to this again, soak in it. And even the specific words of knowledge that David received for, for a few of you, you know, grab it for yourself as well. You know, if that witness to you, just grab the truth, right? Jesus is, is he so loves us and he wants to transform every single situation in your life and increase his testimony in the earth through what he does through you and just delight your heart all over again in his faithfulness and, and his miracle working power and the truth, right, David, that he's for you. He's for us. He's not against us. He's He's in us with us always to the very end of the age. And he's our miracle working God. So, so David, thank you so much for being with us today. It's, it's just always such a joy and an honor to be with you. Thanks. I look forward to the next time. Me too. Me too. And thank you all for being with us today. Have the most amazing week. God bless. Bye.